What's up and how are you? This is Sean Nevels, project director and host for the Shape America podcast. And May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And we, and we are joined by Denzel Billy, a school counselor and YouTube dad to talk about his role in supporting the mental health of students, what's happening in his district and school to address cultural awareness, and also talk about his YouTube channel, House of Billy, featuring his family. Thanks for tuning in to the Shape America podcast, starting now. What's up and how are you? The mic is hot and we are back on. This is Sean Nevels, your host for the Shape America podcast. And May is upon us and we have a lot of observances to to hit on when we talk about May. We've had School Nurses Week, uh, or excuse me, School Nurses Day, National Nurses Week, Mother's Day, and our own National Physical Education and Sports Week for our listeners uh, and our members of Shape America. So a lot that happens in the month of May and a lot of ways we can have different conversations. But one I wanna particularly have about is about mental health. And May is also Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, and let's put that in the context. So according to the CDC's youth risk behavior surveillance data uh, from 2009 through 2019, more than one in three high school students had experienced persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness in 2019. And that's an increase, a 10 year increase of 40%. And then also in 2019, approximately one in six youth reported making a suicide plan in the past year, which is a 44% increase from 2009. Now, we're talking about 2009 through 2019. We are in 2021 and we are past the pandemic. So if those numbers jumped astronomically in a matter of 10 years, you can only imagine what has happened to students, our students in the past year and a half with this pandemic. So to, on today, to talk a little bit about mental health and you know his work and his role when it comes to this, uh, students' well-being, I have with me from Springfield Public Schools, a school counselor and a YouTuber, Denzel Billy. Denzel, how are you, sir? <laughs> I'm doing well. What's going on, everybody? All right, thank you. And also, if you if if Springfield Public Schools may uh, sounds familiar to our Shape America crew, um, also from Springfield Public Schools, we have Brad Brummel, the coordinator of health and physical education, out there. So, another another great name from Springfield Public Schools to bring on and talk talk to our audience, whether you're in the school or you know doing some sort of work in education, um, um, you know, to to have these conversations. So, Denzel. I know you personally from coaching, and I think it was through the coaching I learned you were a school counselor. So real quick for our audience, tell us about your journey uh, to this point. Yeah, so um, my journey is a very interesting one, I think. Uh, I came to Missouri originally from Houston, Texas, and uh, migrated to Missouri to go to college. And I, I actually, you know, finished my undergrad and something real generic like communications <laughs> but i did want to do videography and i originally wanted to like work for espn and be like a camera guy and you know after my my playing days i wanted to kind of still be around the game that way and um didn't work i, I had a little mini interview with espn it was extremely difficult <laughs> uh so i was like man i guess that's not my lane 
you know so i <laughs> uh, decided to just get a regular job and because you know for those college students you go from college graduate to unemployed real fast uh you know <laughs> so uh you you become unemployed and you're like man i i need a job so i got a job and um pretty much hated the job i just couldn't see myself staying there for forever so you know through a conversation with another one of my buddies um we decided to you know we're talking about changing lives and impacting the youth uh somehow and we stumbled upon school counseling really um we was like man yo we could be in the schools and we could do this and that and you know we kind of was going down the whole gambit so really after that is when we looked into it and we was like, yeah, that'd be something I think we'd be good at. So we jumped in the program together and um, thankfully both got jobs and now we're both school counselors. So that's a, so a short version. ESP, it, I might come back to the ESPN interview. I want to hear about that one because listen, <laughs> I know a lot of the people listening on here frequent ESPN, all right? Yeah. So, we're gonna come back to that, but it's funny you said to a regular job. Is that right? I don't think school counseling, especially working in the schools as a teacher, I don't think school counseling is a regular job at all. I think yeah. you all have a very unique role. Uh, it's difficult, man. It's uh, we got a lot of we wear a lot of hats, I think. Um, and I don't know if people really understand, you know, we do. A lot of the clinical mental health, but we also basically help the school run too, you know, and um, it's a very interesting job, but you know, I love it. It's dope. You know, you know, okay, so real quick for our, and once again, going back to what I said earlier is I know you from coaching. So Denzel was actually part of my coaching staff when I was a head coach uh, in Springfield. Um, and you know, it's funny, especially for anybody in education, teachers, um, school counselors, our lunch, our lunch staff, anybody, our cafeteria staff, everybody there is essential in their role. And it's, it's really important. We're all frontline workers there, especially for our, our students. So, you know, kind of going into that role a little bit more, let's put that now in the context of a pandemic. So tell us, especially when we're talking about mental health awareness, but tell us about how your role has has shifted or even been illuminated because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And you know, COVID uh, kind of changed a whole bunch of things, man. Going back to last March, you know, really when it hit, <clears throat> I guess SPS is right after spring break. So pretty much all of those seniors that was getting ready to go to prom and all of that, the, it was just done, you know? <laughs> so it was really, they mean, they didn't have graduation until August. So last school year was pretty crazy. But with this school year, you know, we've had to get creative with how to basically reach out and contact families and make sure essential needs are met, like, you know, food and shelter and clothes and stuff like that. So we've had to get cre creative uh, and figuring out how we're going to get these kids over the hump and through the pandemic and to the finish line for the most part. So what we do, um, me and my team, we discovered that we can just use Google Voice a lot. Because a lot of the families recognize the school numbers and they get bombarded with a whole bunch of stuff. So we figured out if we could use Google Voice, um, you know, we can 
text the students directly, text families directly. And that has really changed the game. I know, I know Google Voice is not new, but it's new to like us in the building as far as using it for communication. So a lot of our seniors, like even right today, um, I'll have some of my seniors that I'm, you know, worried about or on the bubble, I'll just text them, shoot them a text, be like, hey, uh, hey we got to get this grade up or et cetera, et cetera. Do you need anything? And they'll just text me right back. So uh, they're not in the building, so I can't just call them down and say that that what, what I want to them. So texting them is a real efficient way to just try to make sure that they, hey, don't need anything and B, that they know that they can still reach out to school personnel if need be, so. So yeah, so Google Voice, I mean, and I started using Google Voice actually when I started, when I became a head coach because, you know, in that role, you know, you were getting calls from athletes, parents. So I use it for my teaching too. So, you know, hey, tip teachers that are still, you know, finding ways to communicate, Google Voice is a good thing. You know, it gives you kind of a, a different number, but used on the same phone and everything like that. So look into that. So you started off talking about March 2020 into those spring months dealing with those graduates then. So what was it like right. for the 20, uh, you know, last August for students coming back? What, what was your work like then? And, you know, what were the pivots and things you had to do then? Yeah, so uh, I guess what the district adopted was a hybrid model. So basically split by alphabet. So if your last name was A through K or whatever it is, you would come to school Monday and Tuesday, and then you'd be online Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And if your last name was the end of the alphabet, then you would come to school Thursday, Friday, and your, your virtual days, online days would be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So that was a pivot to kind of get used to figuring out a, which kids are at school when, you know, when are they supposed to be at school? Um, you know, the assignments for the teachers, you know, how do you assign something on Monday? A kid ain't not supposed to be at school till Thursday. So all these different types of pivots of kind of what we had to figure out and what we had to do. Then after that, we kind of went to four days a week with everybody being online on Wednesdays, which in my opinion is the best was the best model because it gave teachers and you know staff that middle of the week break to where we can uh just kind of recoup every every week felt like a thursday and friday so it was it was good and i i wish we could adopt that model you know kids still got educated it was still there four days a week so but some of those pivots man it was just you know you had to cater to the people that were severely concerned about the pandemic or didn't want to expose grandparents, parents, you know, sick, sick people in their house, uh, high risk people. Um, so you had to really be considerate of that, but also conscious of we have a responsibility to educate these, these children, you know, so how do we do that in the safest way possible. So it was interesting, but I think we got through it. And speaking of children, uh, Denzel has a young son Zaire. He's holding on to there, banging a straw. So if you hear that noise in the background, we got a we got a little visitor with us. Yeah, the guy's checking crazy. in, checking in on Daddy and his podcast. <laughs> so um, let let's go back to that. Let's put that back once again in the context of mental health, because kind of going back to those numbers I was throwing out earlier, we're talking about thirty three percent of students in a ten year span. Um, 
or excuse me, as of right now in 20 or in 2019, 33% of students experience, you know, those feelings of hopelessness and sadness, uh, which was a big increase in 10 years. And then also, you know, one in six who report making plans, um, a suicide plan. Now back to the pandemic with that is, uh, well, how has that changed your conversations with students, families, staff? What, right. you know, what does that look like? And, how are you yeah. operate managing your daily environment as a school counselor? Because I say that because once again, this is we're, a lot of people probably listening are teachers. Right, right. Yeah. So um, the conversation of suicide and uh, depression, anxiety is always a hot topic in our office. <laughs> We've got some tools to, well, so let me back up. So every quarter at my school, we'll do a uh, a lesson to the freshmen, the current freshmen in health classes when they go over uh, a certain unit in, in their class and it's called signs of suicide. So uh, us, the counselors, we go down there and basically present on signs of suicide, recognizing the signs and uh, going over um, possible if you, you know, your fans or loved ones and, and kind of what to do if you, you notice signs and what to do if you find yourself feeling depressed and things like that. So we. We go through that four times a year with freshmen because um, unfortunately suicide is a very real thing and at the teenage level. So we just want to get them to hit it and want them to know that it's uh, a very important uh, topic if you do uh, have to you know, intervene. You know, we want them to feel comfortable and safe and we want them to know that they can tell a trusted adult. Doesn't necessarily have to be us, however, um, whoever they feel uh, like they can confide in. So that's a big thing that we do at the school. Quick break there. That's a big thing that we do at the school um, with the kids. And then we also have a software on our computer. So every kid down here has Chromebooks. And we also have uh, a software called Dart. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> we also have a software called Bark, and that's on everybody's computer. And basically, it flags for different words, and and we get notifications on that. So, really, just trying to keep eyes on the kids and how we can help protect their mental health. Um, those are just a few things that we do in the school to kind of help the climate of the school facing these tragic numbers. Uh, for <laughs> teachers, is it's different though because um, they're adults, so they are kind of entitled to protect their own mental health however they see fit. Uh, you know, SPS does protect them though by offering free mental health, um, free mental health through the hospital here and it's called the EAP services. And uh, we just want to make sure that they can use that. But in the school building, it's really just kind of about what they would prefer and uh, kind of what they like to do, so. So, okay, so I was asking that one, <clears throat> like, is there any kind of trainings, mental health trainings that the counselors take part in to, so not necessarily for the teachers, but teachers supporting the students? Right, right, yeah, because, I mean, that sounds bad, but unfortunately, I guess teachers can kind of handle things however they see fit, you know, and they have their own kids to protect and their own, you know, personal space, so through the pandemic, we kind of understood that too. And basically wanted to make sure that they were protected and healthy and also healthy enough to help our students. So it was like this big triangle trying to figure out 
how do you make sure the healthy people are helping people? Because hurt people hurt people. So if the teachers are not okay, then the students will not be okay. So it was uh, it was a task for sure. And that's almost a mic drop moment right there. That's one I kind of use often when I got from another uh, radio host in New York. Yeah, hurt people hurt people, but you know, you said it. It's, you know, it's, it's not necessarily about giving teachers the resources they need to support students in the classroom, but making sure that just like the students are, that they're taken care of because we want healthy teachers supporting healthy students. So that was, that's a good point right there. Um, so you got your, one more question and we'll kind of get into what things you've got going on but um our first relaunch episode actually had uh daniel oganyemi who's also out of uh springfield missouri to talk about you know how do how does you know racism and social justice manifest for students in the schools well another observance of may going back to our uh, start of our podcast here another observance is asian american and pacific islander heritage month and I know you you're, you're, you work at a big high school and I'm pretty sure you have some, a good amount of diversity there. Um, what, what does your school or your district do to, to observe and promote cultural awareness? Because, because especially for our teachers who are listening, you know, it's, it's kind of our time now to start promoting that in our classroom and within our curriculum. So what, you know, on the school counselor level do you do to, to address that? So we do have a diversity champion in our building um, and they kind of take on a lot of the cultural awareness. So for my school specifically, they'll send out you know, monthly letters and, and uh, monthly information about trying to observe uh, different religions and cultures and things like that. So I know Ramadan just happened. Uh, we sent out, uh, I say we, <laughs> we sent out uh, some information on what Ramadan is and um, who it targets and who participates and things like that, because some people probably don't know what that is, you know. Um, so we, we do things like that, you know, Black History Month is, uh, you know, obviously a big one. Uh, we do Latino Heritage Month uh, or Latinx uh, Heritage Month. Um, we'll do a few other things kind of throughout the school. And then in the fall, uh, we also do, you know, the the Yes Conference, which is uh, for African-American students in the district. Uh, so they'll put that on as well as a step-up conference for uh, Latino or Latinx students. Uh, and that's through the university, Missouri State University. So those are a few things that the district is doing and that we're doing at the school level. And then also here recently, uh, my school is Kickapoo High School and uh, we have a student-led social justice group that has just popped up over the probably the last three or four months and they're called change for kickapoo and they're basically advocating it was self-started uh no permission by anyone really or no clearance uh through the school but it's a self-started group basically to advocate for a safe environment for all people um so it's the students it's student-led it's not any staff involved and you know so they're really trying to advocate for a better America starting at our school. So it's actually pretty interesting to see and to see those kids really take initiative and be passionate about something that they believe in. Which is human rights, you know, and right. I would assume that student led group, we're not just talking about different colors, but we're also talking about different identities too, right? Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole gambit It's different identities, uh, gender appropriation, um, 
you know, and they're really trying to uh, be leaders in their communities or doing what they can, you know, just, just like, you know, this is a big name, but Martin Luther King started somewhere, you know, he didn't just show up and he was Martin Luther King. So I think they really have a passion for equity and in, in, an inclusive environment for all students. So it's for everybody and they're a pretty exclusive group right now. And I think they're just trying to make some ripples. <laughs> you know, it's got to start somewhere. It's got to right. start grassroots and kudos to those students out there that are leading that social justice group. That actually sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you mm -hmm. know, for the school, yeah, it's not teacher led or you maybe not have much mm -hmm. teacher involvement, but, you know, it's still allowed to happen and be something within that school. So, you know, with everything you said that's happening in that district mm -hmm. and then also in that school, congratulations and thank you for allowing those students to have a voice because, if anything during this time students we've learned too with a lot of things students need a voice right and it's interesting too because you know some of the initiatives and things that they want to do they actually you know try to set up meetings with the principal and um which our principal honors and he's had a few meetings with them uh after school uh in talks of like what kind of what they want to do because you know at the administrative level we want to have an inclusive school for everybody too so if we can be on board with it you know we'll help them create a, a plan uh, of whatever they would want to accomplish so it's kind of been a, a tandem thing it's actually <clears throat> pretty cool to kind of see it start from the concrete you know out comes a rose type thing but it's pretty cool you know we have the administration they have the administration on board and um really looking to make big impact in the community yo you know students there are there are customers and our number one stakeholders clients you name them you know but we we need them we need them to do what we do well um all right so he's he's quiet now zaire he's kind of he's you think you got him quiet and relaxed at this point but you or like a lot of our teachers, especially we've seen during this pandemic, you know, kind of journeyed out into the world of social media. Oh, yeah. You have a have a YouTube channel, and not right. just a YouTube channel, but actually a YouTube show <laughs> called The House of Billy. Tell us about that. So House of Billy, man, you know, is <clears throat> House of Billy is our YouTube channel um, that we originated. You know, we were just talking around Christmas time and, uh, you know, people seem to magnet, magnetate, or I don't even know the word. Gravitate? Gravitate, I'm saying magnetate, <laughs> gravitate <laughs> towards, you know, my children. Uh, every time, you know, you post on Facebook and stuff and I don't really do the Facebook thing, but. Um, so we were just like, you know, I have a smidge of experience in some videography stuff full circle conversation back to college days, <laughs> yep. so I was like you know I can really shoot some stuff and, and edit you know my thing was editing video is kind of what I was good at in college and um, <clears throat> so we shot the idea to some of our friends and you know they were a thousand percent on board we got one of our friends to sing the hook on the intro we got uh, one of our friends that produced the beat you know we got yeah, just a lot of support. So we were like, yeah, you know, might as well just throw it together and do it. And really it'll be a good way for us, you know, even if we don't continue it and, you know, get huge or whatever, that's fine. But it'll be a good way to kind of look back 
at these years, you know, we started in January and see like how grow, how big our kids have gotten, you know, in the years and just kind of document some memories of what we were doing at the time. Cause as you know, time goes fast. So um, it's just really you know, just kind of a hobby and it was really just fun. And that's kind of how it started. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of the new way in this day and age to chronicle your life, you know, and right. your family, you know, you think, I think about my time as a, as a, you know, my young days as a millennial, we had the, the big cameras with the cassette tape in them. And you know, those ain't nowhere to be found no more. Matter of fact, I'm just cleaning out my cassettes in my garage, but yeah, it's, you know, YouTube and Facebook, it's just another way to chronicle your life. Um, especially the same yeah. way. Yeah. You know, it's, it was, it was fun watching the intro, especially as you talk about it, because um, it kind of has that 90s mm -hmm. sitcom vibe, you know, right. like, oh, goodness, what was that? The Fresh Prince, uh, something like that, you know, that kind of vibe to it. But you were talking about we introduce us to the family. So so we have uh, Janelle is my wife. Uh, my beautiful wife, she is not here at the moment, but she's here. I just put Zaire to sleep. He's the youngest one. He's our youngest, our newest baby. Uh, he's eight months. And then we've got a middle child. Uh, and his name is Zorian. We call him Zoe. And then my oldest is Zayden. So, and he's five. So we got all three Z boys. Um, ZB1, two, and three is, is yeah. what they are. So um yeah they keep us up and they keep us busy uh it's, it's busy over here in the house of billy i could imagine especially when you have three boys right three boys right right oh my goodness three boys um so i was you know i was going through the episodes and i, I love the birthday episode if anybody you know if you subscribe to the house of billy and watch the birthday episode one of those gifts listen um, any spouses out there, if you need to know what to get your significant other, there is this game system that you got to get them that Denzel got for his birthday. I'll wait till you watch that. Mm -hmm. I do want to get to one particular episode and it's about, I believe it's your middle child, Zorian, yes. right? He has sickle cell. He mm -hmm. has sickle cell anemia, right? Tell us about that. Your journey as a parent dealing with that. Yeah. So my middle child, Zoe, he's two and a half and he has sickle cell disease, sickle cell anemia. SS. And for those who don't know what that is, it's a, a genetic blood disorder um, that a lot of people know, kind of know about faintly, but like not really know about. Um, but it's a genetic blood disorder. So his blood, your blood cells are normally like donut shaped or circled and they kind of travel through your body, you know, move oxygen to and from. His, part of his are donut shaped, but like 75% of his are sickled shape or like a crescent moon or like an ice sickle is kind of what sickle, the name comes from. So, and those are harder to move through your body and they get stuck in extremities and different places, your spleen and liver. So uh, a lot of times it kind of causes uh, pain crisis and things like that um, in your extremities, hands, feet, knees, joints and stuff like that. Cause they don't move as freely and they're really sticky to your body. So um it's a genetic disease so he'll have it for the rest of his life we take some medicine um that helps him combat that and helps him produce healthy donut shaped blood cells um but they're still developing some science uh hopefully to try to cure this disease um but the only thing that works currently is a bone marrow transplant which is like seven hundred thousand dollars and or stem cell research uh, 
but uh, both of those things require chemotherapy and obviously we won't do that at the time. So um, it's, a, it's pretty important. We are trying to raise more awareness, especially in this area uh, for uh, just to make sure that it's important um, in this area because we don't really have a huge support system. You know, we don't have a huge, um, I guess, following of like, you know, some of the bigger cities, uh, you know, like Memphis is the, the, the hub for the, uh, I don't want to say CDC, but I can't, St. Jude. So that's where a lot of the sickle cell patients will travel to. A lot of them in Springfield will travel up to St. Louis. We have a, our doctor, our hematologist is in Columbia. So um, we're just trying to bring more awareness down here with this and um, it'll be a consistent battle. However, you know, once he gets older and knows how to communicate, I think it'll be a little bit easier. Um, so that's our last episode on our YouTube channel as of late. You know, that, we put that out a few weeks ago um, and kind of went on a hiatus because life is busy with three kids. But new episodes will be coming out soon, hopefully this weekend on the House of Billy. So, but yeah, um, we are advocates for sickle cell, the sickle cell community. Um, it's something that we had to learn about because I feel like a lot of people in the black community hear, oh, you got sickle cell gene or you got the gene, you know, and it's like, does anyone have the disease? And it's like, I, I have the, the, the gene and my wife has the gene. My other two kids have the gene, but my middle kid has the actual disease. So it's kind of a little bit different and it was a curveball at first, but I think we're kind of rolling with the punches now. All power to you in that journey. And um, with this podcast, we will share information, CDC information about sickle cell disease. So please, please, um, those listeners out there listening to this podcast, make sure you check that out and learn a little bit more about sickle cell disease and you know, get some knowledge about it. And if you know anybody, how you can support them or how you can support uh, families like Denzel and his wife, Janelle. All right, sir. With that, I appreciate you having us. Uh, I appreciate you coming on to the podcast. Excuse me. How do we follow you? You guys can follow me on any social media platform. My handle is dbills. That's D-E-E underscore B-I-L-L-S. You can follow my wife on TikTok or any social media platform. Her TikTok is House of Billy. Um, but her Instagram and Facebook and things is underscore Nelly, N-E-L-L-I-E. -L -L -E. Of course, for live and direct content, just follow us on YouTube at the House of Billy. Uh, you can just YouTube House of Billy scroll down just a little bit and you'll find what you're looking for. It's us. The first episodes meet the Billies. And um, if you guys do subscribe, you know, let us know. Shout me out so I can give you a heart on YouTube and we can begin to build this following together. So. Well, Denzel, thank you. I appreciate you putting on the show. It is definitely one of those. It is quick, you know, no more than 10 minutes, something good to watch. If you just want to kind of get away from the regular regular viewing and just want to catch something quick that'll make you smile or is really heartfelt make sure you check it out thank you denzel you know how to follow him and thank you to the listeners for listening appreciate you for listening to the podcast and take care thank you guys Thank you so
so much, Denzel Billy, for joining the podcast to talk about mental health with students, especially during Mental Health Awareness Month um, and your work around that. Um, and also just sharing the story of your family. So you can follow Denzel on Twitter at DBills. That is D-E-E underscore B-I-L-L-S. And you can also follow him and his family and their stories on YouTube, on their YouTube channel, House of Billy. Um, also make sure with this podcast, you check out some of the links we have, particularly for Mental Health Awareness Month through the CDC. And then also sickle cell disease, and you can um, learn more about sickle cell disease and support your local neighborhood, your community um, in that fight. Make sure you check out the next episode of the Shape America podcast as we are joined by new National Teacher of the Year, Kyle Bragg. So as always, thank you for listening. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the Shape America podcast and take care. This podcast was made possible through the national co collaboration to promote health, wellness, and academic success of school-aged children, a 1601 cooperative agreement with the Dissenters for Disease Control and Prevention.